Hot flushes, night sweats, yes, I was prepared for them. Crippling anxiety, bit of a shock. But migraines and my fingernails snapping off like twigs, come on, menopause, read the room. Even though it's going to affect about half of us, there's still so much that many of us don't know about this massive physical, mental and emotional change that happens to us. Why is it still such a shock to so many people? And should we cower in fear at the change or jump for joy at the end of periods? Cartoonist, comedian, writer Kaz Cook has surveyed thousands of women about the old pause. Uh, I'm reading this here, an affectionate name that I had never heard. And she's put her findings into the ultimate survival guide. It's called It's the Menopause. Kaz, welcome to Life Matters. Hello. And I must say, I'm not a comedian. (laughs) I do try and be hilarious on occasion. But um, yes, did not ever put in those hard yards. Um, Are you worried the Comedians Guild is going to come after you? (laughs) Label you? You know. Um, (laughs) You never know. No, I know. Um, But yeah, this is my thing, is is writing a book like I did with Up the Duff or Girl Stuff. Uh, I come from a position, Hillary, of enormous ignorance, as you know. Useful. And and then my journalism training kicks in um, and I go to, go and see the experts. And in this case, for menopause, uh, I also consulted nearly 9,000 women in the biggest online survey um, that's ever been done um, to ask women what their experiences were. And, of course, it's not a scientific survey. It's not a peer-reviewed, you know, randomised survey. It's women who went, I want to tell you how I feel. And there's so many of their quotes through this book in some ways, it's a conversation. Um, well, were there common themes that stood out for you? I mean, you write that you were in tears some of the time reading these comments. Yeah, and, and look, menopause is such a different experience for everybody, and that's one of the reasons why it, things are, sh- are shocking. We we have symptoms we don't even under, we don't even know that they're connected to the menopause um, because there hasn't been, there hasn't been enough research, but. What was the question again? I get so excited talking about menopause. <laughs> Any common themes that emerge oh, from Oh, well, well, you know, one of the things that re- really um, surprised me was so much media is about uh, just the hot flushes and then also a sort of a slightly stigmatised, oh, what if you don't want to have sex with your husband anymore, assuming that everyone lives the same kind of life. But what was very clear from the book, and, and I had to go and find so- the buffet of solutions to all these things, was that very heavy, uh, completely unpredictable, wildly bonkers periods were very common. Um, Sleep problems and insomnia were incredibly common. Uh, Certain uh, we, unexpected we. um, Look, there's a whole section in the book, Hillary, called Mysteriously Irritable Vulva. (laughs) It's not a chapter I ever expected to write. I Um, would expect nothing less from you, Kaz Cook. (laughs) But that was the joy and the profound, you know, the trust that people had to, to, to write those comments to me. So there, there are some surprising statistics about how people felt about menopause. And, and there are also people, um, what surprised me was there are people taking um, certain wellness products and doing services which are no good to them. Well, on the painful sex, the painful penetrative heterosexual sex issue, you write Or that, indeed penetrative in any fashion. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you write how people are doing some pretty ineffective and expensive things. Oh, my God, this laser treatment that um, only about 2% of the, of the people who filled in the, you know, the, the almost 9,000 women had experienced laser surgery 
surgery. It's a, sorry, it's not surgery. It's a procedure, um, which is claimed by many people to, you know, make make the um, surface of the vagina juicier. Hmm. Um, but it's actually low level burns, and then yeah. And then the inside skin of the vagina trying to repair itself. Um, we now have the data which shows that there is no, and in fact, all of the women who'd done this said they had no advantage from it. Yeah. Um, and and yet it is still advertised, um, you know, as a laser procedure with with these really bizarre names like Mona Lisa Touch. I mean, <laughs> oh ew, my god, ew. it can make you look like you're passing wind. Great. <laughs> Um, but, you know, this is actually so important and so, uh, that, that women are spending money on these things that there is no evidence for, including a whole bunch of so-called herbal, so-called um, bioidentical, so-called, um, you know, bespoke hormone treatments. And, and one thing that the book does is says, look, here's a good place to get your inf- information. Here's why you shouldn't take stuff that isn't anything hormonal that isn't pharmaceutically calibrated because then you know the dose that you're taking um, and that's very important. But, yeah. One of the things I love about your books, Kaz, is that you put a little thing in the foreword going, look, this is based on science and science changes and there'll be new research. Don't sell this book secondhand because I will update it with the latest stuff. And it's very comforting to know that, you know, what what you're reading is the 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 up-to-the-minute stuff. But it was also super comforting to hear very close to the heartbreaking phrase clitoral atrophy, that it's use it or lose it when it comes to blood flow to the vulva. And there are things one can do oneself to keep it in tip-top shape. Yes, have at yourself regularly, I would say. But also, don't be afraid to go to a a good doctor. And one of the things, so many women said they loved their GP or their GP had been absolutely hopeless, dismissed them, said it was too early for them to have perimenopausal symptoms. And many women are getting these symptoms, particularly the mental symptoms um, in their 40s. And I certainly did. I thought I was losing my mind. Um, But there are, you know, estrogen uh, in vaginal creams now that can be used. Um, And even people who've maybe have experience with certain kinds of cancer that are told they can't take hormonal medication can take an intravaginal cream that really helps to sort them out. So with the GP issue, because that, that is a thing we hear a lot on Life Matters as well, that you get dismissed, ignored, laughed at well, even. You know, do I we th- need to just go straight to a specialist? No. I think what, what one of the things I do in the book is, is have a list of the questions to ask your GP. And if you do not get any joy and you feel dismissed, um, then go and try. And I know that's easier said than done for many people. Um, but many GPs are really trying. GPs were part of the survey. Many of them said they'd had only an hour of training on menopause in their entire medical degree. So doctors are learning as well. And many of them are really wonderful. And they've been so overworked during the pandemic. Um but but it, it is true that a lot of women who turned out to be uh, diagnosed with early menopause uh, were dismissed by doctors saying it can't be menopause. They're given antidepressants, for example, which won't help uh, a, a mental situation that is caused by your hormone. And the other thing about hormones during menopause is I think we, we think that like you're just going along men- merrily, la, 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 and then you never get another period again and, and and that's it, you know. But actually 
these mental changes are plummet in self-esteem, any recurrence of something that you've been managing quite well that might, anything from OCD to an eating behaviour problem. So those things are very interesting. Uh, And and of course, not getting sleep and having night sweats, or even if you haven't got, it can happen years before the hot flushes. And just searching for, like, you think you're getting early dementia, you can't find the word you're grasping for. And that's why, you know, I wanted to have all these voices in the book, which are expressed in different voice bubbles, sort of like a conversation. Because I think women haven't talked about it. And even when we now sort of talk about it, it's gen- like I did an interview with a with a magazine about six months ago saying that I was researching the book. And then they rang up and they said, can we get a photo of you looking like you've had a bucket of water tipped over your head and you're like, you're really sweaty. And I went, yeah, no. But, and I'd <laughs> Maybe been, just I'd, cranky. And sure. I've been saying to this journalist, it's not just about hot flushes and sweat, you know, but it's very hard. Like there's a list in the book of more than 30 symptoms, but not everyone gets them and certainly nobody gets them all and some people do have that very easy experience so what we need is more empathy and more help for the symptoms that are problematic like I didn't I got really itchy and I thought what's (laughs) happening I was Um, so pleased to read in the book that the fingernail snapping off is a menopause thing because I just thought I was gonna have osteoporosis tomorrow I know and uh, yeah so uh, and then it's so important that Rather than, you know, you said in in the beginning, is it, um, you know, a beautiful freeing thing or is it a total nightmare? Maybe. Yes. No. Or none of those things or all of it. Because people said that they they said positive things to you, didn't they? Well, well. the last chapter is really lovely of positive things and kind things and the sisterhood of people saying this, these are the things that that feel great. And one of the things I wanted to do with the book is not just the physical and, and the mental symptoms, but also how difficult it is for women uh, who find their change in appearance um, really difficult. And one of the things I realised, which I'd never thought of before, but now I'm here myself in in the age group, I always thought that older women just couldn't be asked with their hair. <laughs> that, they, <laughs> that the sort of... Um, the, the, the menopausal foof, as I call it, um, you know, that they, they, they just couldn't be asked conditioning their hair. But actually your hair changes, your skin changes, all sorts of things change. Your smell changes. That was a shock to me, I have to just yeah. say. Yeah, and again, yeah. not all the same things will happen to, e- to oh, everybody. Oh, good, just me, but- good. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking with Kaz Cook about her new book, It's the Menopause. I want to read you this lovely text, Kaz, from Julia in Doncaster in Melbourne. Yes, it's a shock. Knowing what could be coming is useful, but the experience is something else. The fundamental loss of rhythm, the monthly and inevitable cycle, is itself a shock, let alone the flushes and head fog and other symptoms. I felt I'd lost my tides. It was disorienting. And other people reinforcing what you've said about, yeah, the big surprise was that there was perimenopause, that the symptoms came while still menstruating, and other people saying they last a long time. And this one, surprisingly, after menopause, I felt healthier and fitter than ever. If more people knew this, it would be a great goal to look forward to. That was one of the responses you received, wasn't it? Yeah. I I mean, I think there is still so much ignorance and, and certainly, I was really very much a part of that. Perimenopause just means a, it's you know, all those um, 
those medical terms are either completely insulting or Latin or Greek. So perimenopause just means around the time of menopause. And it's actually, it's usually what we experience as leading up to the actual menopause, which is a medical definition, meaning you haven't had a period for at least a year, Um, which I don't think is really useful for a lot of people. Um, It doesn't matter to us what date we had our last period. It's just that's the useful thing for doctors to what to write on your chart. Well, I've got a friend who doesn't have a uterus. She's like, how will I know? Yeah, there's all of that. People who are on um, hormonal medication. It's just so confusing for people. Am I in perimenopause? Am I menopausal? Is that the same as in menopause? Is that the same as going through menopause is usually what... So I've explained all of that as well because that it, that can be really confusing. And, and yes, for some people it... It goes on for years and years and years. There was, a, there was a woman in the survey who is in her 70s and still getting hot flushes. Oh, good Lord. Well, the, the word menopausal is interesting, isn't it? Because there was, a, and is, a lot of stigma associated with menopause. And menopausal can be a kind of pejorative term about women and about a certain range of feelings. It was really interesting to me that over 5,000 of the almost 9,000 women who got in touch with you said that they would like to see more societal respect for older women, that that would make things easier. How do we kickstart that? Well, look, you know, hundreds of years ago, there was all this stuff about how if you had a period, it would poison the trees that you walked past. And it was, you know, you were dirty and unclean and all of that stigma. And that still applies that because, you know, we kind of think that menopause is about periods. That's one of the reasons we don't talk about it. We have to talk about it more. We have to work out who are the trustworthy, not just the people, the celebrities trying to sell us certain products. Um, you know, menopausal uh, moisturizer and menopausal shampoo—just <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, and, and you would have thought then that if if periods were poisonous and dreadful and couldn't be spoken of, that when you went through the menopause and didn't have them anymore, you know, we would supposedly be seen as marvellous. But no, traditionally we were witches. <laughs> so there's no winning with the patriarchy there. Um, but, yeah, I think that it, it is about um, – and it was, it was so – the experiences and the way people think about it are so varied. And I th- that I put two quotes together on the same page and one of them says, I'm from an, an, an Italian family. We never talk about this stuff. And another person said, oh, I'm from an Ita- Italian heritage. We talk about everything. <laughs> so if you don't have, you know, a group of girlfriends who talk about this stuff, that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the book. And you can't judge what's going to happen to you by what happened to your mum or your auntie or your grandmother It just doesn't really work like that, although early menopause does run in families, which is sort of traditionally, technically before 40. That's the new tagline for your book, I think, Kaz Cook. Uh, It's the menopause. It's like having 9,000 girlfriends and some doctors. (laughs) Thank you so much for just dipping a little toe into the giant pool of menopause information. Oh, you'll never guess what happens to your toes. (laughs) No, nothing. Sorry, Hilary. No, I do. Uh, It's the menopause. It's out now, causing hot flushes wherever it goes. Kaz Cook, lovely to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. Getting in touch with ABCRN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.